0: Welcome again to another War Stories with B Rax and Montana today. Uh, we're going to finish up our Afghanistan rant celebration. Uh, and I have to start out. I have a list here of a couple corrections we need to make before we go. Uh, the first one is Odom's podcast. It's called So There the Fuck I Was or hashtag STTSIW. If you're interested in that, I didn't want to, you know, we had to figure that out because I felt like an idiot last time. Um, and then the other one, this is more on topic of what we're talking about is the documentary that I think you should watch is called the battle of Marja, not saying I got it wrong. Um, and it's an HBO documentary. It's actually really well done. It's pretty cool. Uh, and if you get about three quarters of the way through that's when they're, you know, the the really embarrassing scene of them with their sweet little park that they made. And one of the Marines actually – I haven't seen it in years, but one of the Marines actually goes, you know, it's just really hard. And culturally, like, they don't use benches, so they just, like, look at it. And there's just all these Afghanis, like, sitting there just, like, mean mugging the Marines and looking like, what the fuck are you doing? So, <laughs> so I guess that's a good – <laughs> Kickoff point for my first bullet here is Afghan culture and how is incompatible with us. All right. So, so now, that, yeah. So. All
1: right. Yeah. What you have to do is let me go back to what I was saying before, and then I'll just cut it off at that one stupid point because we've gotten to a point where we were talking about why we're in Afghanistan, and I was going on some like schizo mm-hmm. line, but there's yeah. a really good point in there that I think is not that is important is the fact that people that the man the state's monopoly on violence if people are in a part of that the more people are a part of that the more free the people are and that's like a real like phenomenon that you can look up there's a lot of people that do, does research on this so I'm not just like making crap up you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. If people are interested in that go check it out and maybe we'll get into some more even more schizo stuff later about what we're actually doing there so what was your first point now?
0: Uh, well I guess let me say a response to that I think I think you are on to something because there's definitely something sketchy about like the executive branch having their trained assassins and they're like the only ones who are allowed to try to win the war yeah and so you it's like who you know which side are they actually on which I guess What's was their quite, target yeah Who's was, their target yeah like and so that's something that we can definitely get into as we talk. But uh, I just want to harp a little bit more on the Afghan culture and how okay. and how we're there and we're like trying to get them to uh, basically out of the blue and forcefully, remember we killed a bunch of them, including innocent ones, like, oh yeah, we accidentally killed other your people, but yeah, isn't it great that you get to vote in this election? That isn't going to change your lifestyle in this village at all because you're... On the other side of the country from Kabul, and the government has no power here, and the Taliban is just going to come back and murder everybody that voted, anyways. So,
1: did they do stuff like that?
0: Oh yeah, they did stuff like that. Um, when uh, when we took over from uh, three eight or three six, three six, three eight, I barely remember anything. Um, yeah, I should know that before we're going to be talking about this, but uh. They were telling a story about how not the village that was like right there at the foot of a p Hill, but the village that was like 10 clicks out. The one where we went to meet that log train and we lost like half our vehicles. Yeah. That village. <laughs> I guess they, they, so to paint the perspective, the fob that we were at was kind of centrally located in this big, long valley, very open. And you could look with our optics and you could see villages probably 15 miles away because it was kind of like a gradual slope down away from us towards like Leatherneck and stuff. Um, and when the battalion that was there before us, they went out and they had little hand crank radios and we had set up radio stations throughout the country to just pump us propaganda. And, um, they gave out these radios, and basically, once the Marines got back to the base, they looked down at the village with their optics, and they saw the Taliban just stringing up a bunch of dudes from the trees in the village, just killing them. Just basically, And, like, doing it inside of the Marines, but they were just too far to hit with our 120 mortars, and they're gone by the time air gets there, and also, like, they don't know who to drop bombs on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So...
1: I guess I just remember...
0: Which, that's not really asking culture, but that's just <laughs> kind of one of the silly things where we're just like, oh, wouldn't it be neat if we gave them these radios? Oh, wait, we accidentally got a bunch of people killed. Like, yeah, and, no, that, and that kind of, that story repeats itself so many times.
1: Or, uh, the, what your original point to was that we're trying to export liberal democracy to them. Yes. And that the idea of voting is a dangerous idea. And you can see it with, like, they have like um, I won't say struggle sessions, like, a, but like they have all these women coming out, and like protesting. What's the new yeah. What's the new government called? Protesting for the government. Like we want to be. They they have a new name. It's like well, the they're
0: yeah, they're the Islamic Emirate Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, Afghanistan or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And well, uh, it's still the Taliban, though.
1: Oh yeah. Uh,
0: that's that's the. I guess you could say the political party, but they actually want the country to be acknowledged as the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, which, whatever, that's all known. Um, But I think you you sent me a video yesterday that I thought was pretty funny. Um, Dude, it's nuts. It's actually hilarious. It's funny because I've actually seen a documentary on the artwork before. Uh, I can't remember who it's by. It's Uh, famous it's yeah if you if you
1: explain it some of our listeners will definitely know i'm guessing um
0: yeah so basically in what 1910 or 19 something like that like a long time ago a guy in sort of a protest towards the art like the high arts fine arts he submitted a urinal that had like someone's name written on it and their birthday i think or something and uh it's there's a lot of documentaries where say that that was sort of like when artwork started to go to started going down. Which this isn't a podcast about that, but why it's funny is that Montana sent me a video where it's the reaction of Afghani women being like shown this artwork. Yeah, they're in a class. Yeah, which they don't and even have uh, urinals British. in that country because the men pee squatting down and they don't even piss in uh, Yeah, so let me like what is that thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're so they're sitting there and there's this British this high fluting uh, British woman Feminist, like talking probably. about how this is a, a great case of Western art. And she's like she even admits like you probably won't know this, you women in here. And they're translating it to these ladies. And as they're translating it, you can just see like the women, like one, like directly looks almost into the camera and just like shakes her head, like what, what the is heck?
0: this garbage? Yeah, like which yeah, what is this? It is garbage. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, and it's like, well, also, how does that, like, what about showing those women that is somehow empowering them to think that they deserve rights or to they're
1: teaching they're art history, being? so what I've noticed is that a way that this is going to get off into a separate tangent, but in the West, like we are, our academics are compromised by intellectuals who are almost all left leaning. And if you talk about postmodernists. not just that, just like progressiveness in general, like pushing the boundaries, avant-garde. And the way they do stuff like that is in art and literature is just by promoting things that are, you know, uh, New and different and modernist. and, and uh, I would argue degenerate. You well, know, I would argue that too, but in their minds, that's like the basis of car- this literature and art is like the basis of culture, and to and if it's liberalizing for women in the West, it's going to be liberalizing liber- liberalizing in in you know in their context too, which is obviously. Horseshit, because they have a completely different culture who don't focus on their artwork. Isn't like that. It's I don't know what Afghan art would be, but it's probably closer to the pages on a Quran, like yeah, I
0: that think type. It's of usually it's, or, it's usually their text
1: or or whatever their textiles are that they make, yeah, like um, like their rugs.
0: Yes. So. Um, so it's, yeah, a, it's it
1: doesn't compatible. You can't even plug that into their like. Well, what do they care about? a
0: Argue that it's in, it's uh, myopic and dangerous because you teach an Afghani woman to stand up to her husband, and what happens to her? He just takes her out back and shoots her. Like they don't actually have to.
1: That and, might be like, best. Listen, case scenario. What's up? That might be best case scenario. You know, like. Well, yeah, bring, we're not getting into
0: that, but I'm just saying, like, us telling these women to think of themselves as how I believe women should think of themselves here in the West. We obviously have gone to great lengths to ensure that women have rights. And I would argue that one of the reasons I joined the Marines to fight against fundamental Islam, whatever you want to call it was because, you know, they oppress women like they're bad people because they oppress women is along with a bunch of other terrible things. But when we just tell the women to stand up, it's like, I mean, it's like, Telling a woman who's in a super abusive relationship to, like, just, oh, just smack him in the face. You can't, like, that's unsafe. It's not smart. It's it's stupid. And so
1: and it, it's just it another,
0: shows, yeah, it just shows it, it that it we shows. have no idea what their culture is. And we as a whole, I'm not talking about you and I, I'm talking about we as the West just do not understand what they stand for we don't understand what makes them aggressive we don't i don't even think we understand the level of aggressiveness that those people are you know like those people are like hardcore like they'll they'll oh, yeah. kill they'll kill their own family members if they disgrace the family or if they go against islam
1: it's and this is it's yeah. a bronze age mindset for to an extent you know they have some yeah. modern stuff and they're adapting to it but they're bringing their religion and their traditions along with them because they haven't been i mean you could make an argument that their lack of their lack of like market sophistication or like like or um, their geographical region makes it difficult for them to have like westernized things. So like their culture has just been like, stuck, not, well, not completely did. stuck, but, but it has been not has not uh, um, advanced as quickly or in the same direction that we have with our you know capital material. Uh, and our, you know, industrial... Well, it was just our, um, our
0: idea that, you, can, you know, you can be rewarded for thinking differently than other people. Like, for them, if you think differently yeah, than Islam, Islam you're, you're basically evil. And, like, the, I mean, like, our seniors told us the story, and, and they're just, like, back to, like, you said Bronze Age, like, they're very superstitious people but they're like superstitious with anti-aircraft guns. And so like our seniors told us a story about how all of a sudden the, the good guys, Afghanis started cranking rounds off into the mountains. And when they asked what they were shooting at, cause they thought it was the Al Qaeda or the Taliban attacking, they were like, Oh, we heard a noise. We thought it was vampires because when a woman cheats on her husband and gets executed, she comes back as a vampire. Like that's what they believe, like, that, and it's
1: you it's know. funny because you see that you see you start seeing that type of stuff pop up in our culture too. Like if you look on like, a, a 4chan and stuff, like they have all these like made up stories about you know they'll have like some vet vet tell a story about the vampires and were, what werewolves that they ran into, yeah. like, it, and it's uh it's funny to see like it's just a game for us, but for them it's like real life. You know, it's fun for us, and then for yeah, them it was, it's like. Uh, that's
0: the reality. <laughs> well, they just just their view of women in general. I mean, alone is enough to never view them as like people, not people, but like never view them on the same level as the West. Because to think that women are evil because of their menstruation and like if you read the Quran, how hardcore it is against women. That's like the main reason why they are mean to women. Is it has to do with like their menstruation and stuff like that? And it's like. It's a natural thing. You guys should probably be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's pretty bizarre to me.
1: But is that is that enough to to send our military to go fight
0: that? Well, home? it's okay. So now this is a judgment call, and I would say,
1: well, it's a moral judgment. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, yeah. This is a moral judgment, and I would say, if if it is in if the intention is to stop that culture from overwhelming culture that isn't like that then yes it's completely just so but
1: you would be you would be imagining a bunch of isis soldiers invading i don't know italy you
0: could could look at india and and pakistan like that's like a line between and india is not quite as uh you know pro women's rights as we are here but they're still better than Pakistan and so they have a constant war zone They're, you know they're the front line in that direction or you could even argue What's, China a little bit
1: but what about what about the other way around well yeah like is there is there a is there a line that you would cross like like an, like if there was an Amazonian place that was uh yeah, but there is a, men so, at, I know I'm well, just I
0: mean, uh we're the closest thing to that but that's I don't want to get into that that's like more U.S. modern stuff going on yeah um I'm talking about, you know, keeping mass hordes of people that believe that's that way from t- you know coming in and taking so, over like Europe. Like you're when the so you're, a soft, thing...
1: you're a soft neocon to an extent. Like you, you don't want to see, you don't want to invade and spread. America. No, I think that well,
0: I mean, if unless we're going to go all the way, it's it's not even.
1: Possible. Well, it's going all the way? What's yeah. going on? Let's go in all the way. Like, like,
0: we, like, for us to have actually won, in quotations, Afghanistan, and, like, you know, my dad got in trouble for this in, the, in when he was at Future Warfighting Concepts Laboratory, and he basically said, when Afghani high school cheerleaders' skirts are as short as American cheerleader skirts, that's when we've won.
1: Yeah, but how do you accomplish that?
0: And that's where you have to say, okay, logically, how do we actually... Accomplish that, and that is we'd have to kill every man, woman, and child above the age of like three.
1: Now, is that a, wor- a world worth living for? That high school. No, it's girls not. Like in.
0: I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, and so it is, and so it—it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let laying dogs lie, or whatever the saying is, and they, you know, that's that. Which I think we're 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 in that position twenty years later, anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like it is fundamentalist Islamist again. Like it was. It is no different, except now they have I would argue a small amount of military arms. It's really not that much stuff. Like whatever. You know, that that doesn't really well, bother me to that much because so to leave what's up?
1: This leads us into some other interest like th- other topics we could go down, but yeah. I wanna I wanna know if like there's anything else about the culture that you think is diametrically opposed, like, something, some aspect that an average American wouldn't, wouldn't know. That's well,
0: they just, I don't think when you speak to the average American or person in the West, maybe Europeans are a little bit more enlightened in this. Um, I they doubt don't, it. They, uh, I don't know, I've talked to some. They, A lot of people don't seem to understand that the fact that we here in America or in the West, for the most part, can do and say what we want, and we don't have to live under some, like, cleric who's in charge of the whole village, and who can, like, have his way with all the children if he wants. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the fact that we can be like, no, I don't go to church, and you're not going to get your head cut off, or you're not going to get stoned to death, like, that's, that's a huge difference, you know? <laughs> like, and no one seems to understand that that's how bad it is there. Like, the the punishment for leaving Islam in Afghanistan under the Taliban is
1: execution. Well, just wait. Our clerics are, are rising.
0: Well, yeah, but... but we'll, yeah. It's a different religion. That's, yeah, that's, We'll talk about that some other time. But, uh, um, so, yeah, and so the, I think this kind of segues good in or well into um, my next point, which was the ANA prowess, IQ, and dedication. So now, let's say that there's people that are on our side, our side, and are supposed to stand next to us in a firefight, and they're supposed to carry out wounded, which I know that some of them did, and obviously we can't paint a broad brush, because there were some special ops units and stuff that were pretty good, and that held out the fight against the Taliban as long as they could. Unfortunately, they we totally screwed them. So it, it, um, But the average Afghani soldier that was on our side was was based, was of the culture we just described like they were okay with killing their wives they there were huge problems uh, with them kidnapping little boys and gang raping them and that's something that we never had to deal with because we were never around civilians like we didn't have like an open presence with civilians you know what I'm saying because we were very blessed to be in a free fire zone, which meant the enemy was there ready to fight. And it it meant that we never had to deal with, you know, we attacked a few innocent civilians here and there, but it wasn't the stories that I've heard from uh, some, you know, family members that have been there or people that that went there after us, where they really worked closely with the Afghan National Police or the Afghan National Army and had more of a hands-on approach with the civilians. And there's a good documentary that I'd like to get you guys to watch by Vice, actually. I um, mean, you know, I know Vice is kind of partisan hack these days, but uh, the documentary is from t- 2013, and it's called This Is What Winning Looks Like. I and, think I remember. Yeah, and it's, it's, I think it's so important for... For everyone to watch that documentary and...
1: Is that the one with the major that's like...
0: Yeah, there's a oh Marine major goodness. who's like totally like... Looks like he's playing Russian roulette every night and losing. And he is just over it. And he's like, like dude, we, we, we keep asking him to stop kidnapping little boys and raping them. And then there's a scene in there where they're actually interviewing the general of the Afghanis. And he says who are they or what are they supposed to fuck the assholes of their grandmothers that's what was done to them it's their turn that's a mentality and that's a general you know that's that's a that's a that's an older man who ha- has some sense of or some sort of power some sort of responsibility you know and that's that's the good guys That's the guys that uh, uh, are American service members or British or every country that helped us, Georgian, Estonian, Australian, you know, the list is super long, but uh, that's something that we have an ideal where that is wrong. And we were forced by the situation and by our chain of command to be okay with it. And like I said, I consider myself very lucky that we were in a place where if we saw anything move, we were allowed to sh- hit it with the heaviest ordnance we had. So
1: we almost hit that little kid once. Uh,
0: Dan, I don't care. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that was different. Uh, that was during the rip, actually, with three four. Um, but yeah, so we had issues with them, and, and so another thing is I was in the news. We were in the news. We had an eight. A- AP reporter with us who filmed something pretty bad happened. and I'll talk about that some other time later but basically if you find that interview I'm talking about the firefight in question we're talking about unfortunately we lost a buddy but in the original interview they asked me about the Afghan National Army and I looked I rolled my eyes and I said at least they were shooting in the right direction. Because we all knew that that was another problem that we haven't touched on yet is the insider attacks, the blue on green attacks, because basically we're, we as Americans, they, because of their religion, this is even the dudes on our side, because of their religion, they hate us. And I, and and also maybe they're just been undercover the whole time and hate
1: us all the time. There's a heartbreaking story that was actually broke by, I think the New York Times a few years ago about it was about the sexual rampant sexual abuse over there and how uh, military members are being like, having told to sit on their hands and not yeah, do anything yeah, about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And there's a kid that a Marine who's like, I think he's from like Jersey or something. And is it's an interview with his dad. Cause he got killed by oh, ANA because yeah. he was, cause he was outspoken about it. And, uh, well that's the implication anyway. There I don't think there's any hard evidence for that. Well so
0: for back to That was my, implied. My, back to my interview is the when it was on the internet, you saw me roll my eyes and say that. If you find any of the co- any of the copies now that are on the internet, they've edited that part out. So as time went on, they edited out any any just you know uh, I don't know what the word is, any truthful speaking about the ANA being incompetent and worthless. And so, and it's even coming out that the Biden administration knew that they were incompetent and worthless, and basically told everybody to lie about it, and the media lied about it for them. So that when the Taliban took over the whole country, it was like a surprise. But it, anybody who's been there was like, those dudes don't stand a chance. Like Those dudes yeah. can't even figure out how to jump do jumping jacks.
1: I'm surprised yeah. the Iraqi army lasted so long. Well, that's actually,
0: you know, that is... Well, I would say it's because Iraq <laughs> is a much more modern place than Afghanistan.
1: Yeah, and there's uh, there's uh, the Shia-Sunni division that yeah, was but always fighting
0: even, even that, the... So, Saddam was really good about getting Iraq to modernize compared to his neighbors. And, of course, we took him out, which... We can talk about that, whatever, some other time, too. But uh, they they had a sense of – they have a sense of nation. And they had a sense of, you know, they could be organized. I think their IQ was a lot higher than the average Afghani. Because the average Afghani, you look at them, and there's, like, nothing behind their eyes. Like, they are – either their parents were strung out on heroin when they were pregnant with them, or they've done so much heroin, or they've just been – Raped by all their male relatives their whole life, and now they're just like psychotic. Like, they're, they're.
1: That's pretty incendiary, but okay.
0: It is. I've... I mean, you can find videos of, of like. So, in that video I talked about, this is what winning looks like. I think the thumbnail on the video is like some Afghani dude just like, like just, you know, on heroin, obviously, or just strung out, just burnt. And yeah. it's like, it's like these are the guys that we were gonna, you know, we handed all this with. Weaponry too, which really wasn't that much stuff.
1: So, Braxton, I think both these two points, the first two points, kind of have a, a, an I maybe an uh, an important link is the they're all Muslim, and they're all I think they're I don't know what the if there's any like sectarian violence between the the different strands of Islam over in Afghanistan.
0: No, not really. It's more of a tribe thing. You got the Pashtun, you got the. Yeah, there's an
1: ethnic tribal thing, right? There's even nomads that live there. So, like, the geography makes it very difficult to have a centralized Western government Hmm. in general.
0: Yes, especially with the technology that they had at their fingertips in 2001.
1: I'm I'm interested to see what the Taliban does to to correct that if they want to become a nationalist country.
0: I think that they're going to do what... I think they've already... my, My... thesis is that they never weren't in control of the country besides tiny yeah, little Yeah, you said that. Yeah, like tiny little areas. So I think that they're basically just going to be a little more over, but I've seen I've seen uh, where journalists were embedded like when we were there and the Taliban comes rolling in in a convoy and all the villagers come out and bring them chai and all the kids are happy to see him and everybody's happy to see everybody and hugging. Like they it, they weren't like Like how Iraq, the enemy was very shielded before ISIS. So this is when we were there. The the enemy was very hidden. You know, they were like the French resistance, like very incognito, very whatever. I don't think the Taliban ever even had to do that. Except for like in the village right next to a base where they're just trying to get as close as they can. But like where we were, that's not how they were. They were Thank done. God!
1: I did not want to deal with that. I know, that,
0: I know, and that's why one of the reasons why I volunteered to go to Afghanistan was because I was so fed up with chasing ghosts in Iraq and having really strict rules.
1: Being now, we, were, we were basically a police force in Iraq. Yeah, it in Afghanistan. It was much more let loose. Like you're, you're this a well. We didn't actually do any real war fighting because we would take a position and give it up, which is well, we, we still close took to what the we're position.
0: doing. We still fought we still fought. We just we didn't have enough guys to win. We didn't have enough guys to take something and hold it and then take more. We just could what? take we did a bunch of like raids, like a bunch of like security patrols, you know, checking the lines, finding out where the enemy line is, inflicting as much damage as we can and then falling back.
1: So Braxton, this goes to there's so many things I want to go on from here then. Let's go. Is there is there a point that you want to make, that in this section, or like <clears throat> do we want to go back into why we're there? Well, that's ones, that's the next bullet. Like, well, if we don't have enough guys, what the heck were we? What, what were we doing? Like, let's, let's elucidate some of the our situation that we saw, and probably what a lot of other people saw, like the, the being spread out. Being told that you know this is the line, and when we get there, you fight, and then you just go back to your withdraw to your base. There was no ground taken. This, like well, our, our, strate- our strategy and our tactics, didn't show. I the, think I think, it's a, win.
0: I think it's a combination of things. So when we went in, we kind of touched on this last time. When we went in, it was you know we just wanted revenge, which I you know for September 11th. And it's like we can we can argue back and forth on whether or not it was actually al Qaeda and actually the Taliban or whatever. We know it wasn't really the Taliban, but the Taliban was super good friends with Al Qaeda and the Taliban refused to give us Al Qaeda. So screw them, let's go. But then we had this like fake fake altruism. I think it's a combination of many factors. Cause I'm not a I'm not a diehard like conspiracy theorist in that the you know, the military-industrial complex and Halliburton and all these people, need. they need to make money.
1: You're wrong about that, dude. Whatever. You can think what you want,
0: but I think it's it's more simple, just people weren't thinking properly, and it was like, okay, we're here, we decimated this country, I guess we're America, we're the greatest country in the world, you know, we can't ruin our name by just destroying this random third-world country and then leaving, we gotta help them. And, you know, how do we help them? Oh, wouldn't it be great if they were capitalists and had freedom like we do? Yeah, that would be great, but uh, it's not possible. And I think that we, both Iraq and Afghanistan, we we just didn't go in with enough guys. We And like I said, so what do I consider winning is either we go in, we waste a million people, and then we leave, and that's our mission, and in state. And we go, good job, guys. We had pretty low casualties, and we killed... Tons of Al-Qaeda dudes. All right, cool. Or it's like, no, we're trying to instill Western democracy. Well, then we need uh, like a million forces. We need like a million freaking boots on the ground or 10 million. Like we need so many boots on the ground because every village basically needs at least one squad of Marines or soldiers, you know, like, because it's, that's the way the fight is. Us getting in a firefight or in a battle, like the Battle of Dahana, we took a, we took a village and it's like okay, cool. All the other villages surrounding us are still under Taliban control. We eventually left the village, so it's under Taliban control again. After, but they got to vote. <laughs> so it's like it's it's. I think that we basically went in. We got What was, a, it,
1: what was our mission or overall strategic? What was our impetus for going over there?
0: Into Dahana.
1: Yeah. I, I think remember. that it was... I,
0: I think it was a chance... Well... You can... Winning a battle against the enemy is always a good thing. Um, and I also think that it was a... It was definitely an experiment to see, hey, how, how flawless can this go? Or how bad can this go? And then they did the bigger one in Marja like right after we did that one.
1: Yeah, so, my buddy, uh, my buddy Steve was in that... Was it Marja? Yeah. yeah, and he said it was not Stan.
0: Yeah, it was. It was basically Dehana but scaled up. But uh, I think. But back to so reason number one. I think we went in and we we went in for blood, and then we got a, like a conscience. You know, we felt bad after we beat the dude's ass at the bar. You know, and then it's like, well, let's help him. Let's get him an ambulance. But what we didn't realize is that that dude's just gonna hate you, even though you got him an ambulance, and then we. I think also one of the big problems is we have career Marines and soldiers in the officer corps mainly, but I'd say more specifically in the general corps, who are so detached, have no frontline combat experience of their own where they've lost buddies or anything like that, and they're basically just looking at their careers. And so they're like the guy in the office who creates a problem and then has a solution. Or makes a problem, you know, like, oh, you know, like, you know, it's pretty hard to use that one program on the computer, but I know how to use it, you know. I think that's what it was, basically. Like, things were pretty bad, sir. I really want to do this operation. All right. I lost, like, 20 Marines. It was pretty tough. Things are a lot better now. It's like, are they? And I think that, you know, you had Bush, Obama, and then I would say I would argue that Trump was the first one to look at the generals and, and put them on blast and say, What the fuck have we been doing for 17 years? You guys are so, losers. So, he, let, me, yeah.
1: let me let me go into something about the generals then.
0: Yeah, because I think that's, I don't think it's like a conspiracy, like a dirty plan and all that stuff. I well, think I w- it's literally I, I just so. I won't get, get, get on, yeah.
1: I won't, I won't do that. Yeah. What I, what I, what I would say is that the, the way education has been higher education for the last 30 to 50 years of these very, like, progressive I- ideals have been pushed on a lot of these people. And it's been completely academic and, like, intellectualized. Like, what people are learning in school on, like, what you're going to be doing. That's what makes up the officer corps. Oh, these, I know.
0: And that's, yeah, that's an argument that I have with my fathers. I've talked about it in an older episode. He... Got commissioned in '85 or '86, and uh, he actually no '88, sorry. But anyways, like I, talking to him, he still had like Nam vet guys as the colonels, who were like lieutenants in Nam or captain, you know, company commanders in Vietnam with like multiple bronze stars and purple hearts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I when I tell him like how The the war was going, and what I saw as the problem, I'm like, I think it's, I think all the generals are like, and this is before wokeism, this is before, like, the current situation, I'm like, I just, I don't know if any of them are, like, pro-America or not. (laughs) Like, I'm serious. Like, I can't tell if they're, if they're actually trying to win, or if they're, Anti-American, or what I've decided over time is most likely is that they don't give a shit what's going on. They don't care about the war because they view it as just this thing, this perpetual thing that goes on forever. So they're just trying to make it seem like they did really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, me by lying about the progress that was made.
1: Let me let me go. uh, Let me shift from that and say, I I think that a lot of it is, is that what they're learning in school. When they're and the culture that has like surrounded them for the last you know 30 years is a culture that is more and more into like American globalism. So like they're either like neocons who want to like spread American lifestyle across across the globe or they're like global citizen progressives.
0: I think they're mostly global citizen progressives because they look at they've basically been told that America's not exceptional, which is idiotic that, that,
1: because we are absolutely but by you, definition. That, here's here's, here's the, the point though is that if if you're either of those two camps total war what needs to be done isn't isn't feasible especially if you're so you, what that also creates is a is a, an ideal of elitism so like they're the intellectual class they're the they're the command class, so like, and this just goes right into my, my my original point when we first started talking about like there's less and less people actually fighting the war. They want to keep it small so that they can have more command and control over it. Yeah, and they because you can't you just let these these barbarian fucking lance. infantry grunts. Yeah, these, go these lance off awful murderers.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah. that's one thing I always felt when we were in is I, I actually felt like there was a serious disdain for any. Any of the guys actually fighting the war, I felt like, like when I went to Baghdad in Iraq, and I ran into like sergeants and stuff when I was a lance corporal, like the vibe was very negative towards us. And you could, I mean, you felt it, and even in K anywhere you were, you'd have pogues just like hate on you when you didn't even do anything to them. You know, you're there, you're a lower rank than them because the, getting promoted in the infantry was like fucking impossible. Yeah, you know? uh, compared to the pogues billets or pogue MOSs. but yeah it's a tough one and and then that was something that really frustrated me in iraq and that's another reason why i wanted to go to afghanistan so bad was that like in iraq we basically got shit on for wanting to take the fight to the enemy like hey what's a way we can go find these fuckers and set up an ambush you know like on our second pump it's like hey these assholes are or martyring the army from rao in this one corner Let's sneak out there and get them in the middle of the night. You know, they've been doing it every night. Let's go get them. Like, oh, you're fucking crazy. And then it was so, like, that's the you know, our story. job is to
1: train the police that we, our previous deployment, yeah. forced to become police by a gunpoint, basically.
0: Well, yes and no, because the guys we worked with on our second pump were not technically police. They were Sahoa. And the guys that, that I went up to Mosul and picked up from Syria – that those were like trained police officers from the academy. But those managed. guys that
1: we were working with were former like Republican Guard and then Oh yeah. yeah. Also oh, yeah. definitely and were insurgents.
0: Yes. <laughs> that they basically like, hey, rat on your friends or these Iraqis are gonna take you out in the desert and that'll be the end of you. Oh, you wanna be an Iraqi policeman now? Okay. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Whole it was thing. crazy. Yeah, which it crazy it was crazy to watch the transition from just being in the surge and doing that to people, and then being with the people, the, the ilk of people that we had just recruited. And they're just like,
0: Yeah, it's really shit bizarre. Legs. Yeah, very bizarre. <sighs>
1: uh,
0: but, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know where we're going with that, but we. Um,
1: the generals. Why? Oh, why? the generals,
0: yes. But I think mainly it's because the generals want a Legion of Merit fucking medal, and they want it to say, while well, he commanded the fucking whatever meth or whatever well, it was. He, world, he he progressed the war. He progressed Afghanistan and he ensured an election ballots were cast. It's like, okay, we could see 12 villages from our position in Afghanistan and one village voted.
1: Braxton, here's the problem. As, as far that, as, we that, as we can see. I mean, like, you're, Braxton, you're right about that. But the thing is that that's a phenomenon that's been happening for since we've been writing things down. Like, look at Rome. That's, yeah, that's the true. only thing they did it for was for the glory, basically. Most
0: which, which I'm alright with if you if you stick up for your guys and allow them to do what's necessary to win. I mean Chesty Poehler, that's what they say about him, was that he was all about the glory and Patton is all about the glory, but he still did everything See, in his power to kill the most Japanese or kill the most Germans.
1: So here's, so here's where I get the conspiratorial stuff from is from, cause I'm a, I'm not a Chessie puller. I mean, I like Chessie puller, but I'm more of a Smedley Butler dude. Who's like, a commie wars a fucking racket. And I think there's a, there's an incentive for, for lobbyists in our, in our country and government politicians to send us over there to waste resources. Now the, that that doesn't really speak to the generals sp- sp- part. I do think the generals actually are just highfalutin. Um, um, what's what I'm looking for? Elitists.
0: Oh, they're definitely yeah, for sure. They're elitists. They're elitant. and they're and they're, uh, like they don't take criticism very well. <laughs> and See, they're not, I- they're not they're elitists to the to the extent where you know as a 22 year old lance corporal you could look around and be like we don't control this country at all, but they're, they just don't accept that. And I would put
1: that as a product of their education of, of course. I mean,
0: you you talk to, I mean, in society, you talk to this, you've been to college, I've been to college, but I'm not done yet. Like, yeah, people definitely get a weird chip on their shoulder when they've graduated from college. And it's kind of like, are we talking about like economics here? Like, uh, have you ever had a hard-working job? No, so you, so you don't really know what you're talking about there. Maybe the proletariat doesn't need your help there. Bougie yeah. yeah like, <laughs> but that's but that's the same thing with these these. The generals in charge, and this is where you can say, like, you know, because like our, our company commander, I felt like he he had our back, I think, and he so, wanted so us true. to kill as many people as we could.
1: That's but the here I'm, go there. Braxton, what, what was our point? What do you think, from the general's perspective, was our point of being there? What Why did we stay in Afghanistan for 20 years then?
0: I think for them, it was just decided by the politicians that were still there. And so they, they did their job and maybe tried to mitigate casualties as best they could. But if you're doing any operations against the enemy, you're going to take casualties.
1: All right. So then that leads us to the politicians. What's their motivation?
0: I... So I think that there's this neocon thing you're talking about. I do think that the politicians are like, you know, they read a report from the generals and they're like, oh, wow, women have voted in Afghanistan. Now, That's American fuck. Well. Yeah, but there isn't like a, there <laughs> isn't like a, hey, 0.001% of women voted in Afghanistan. It just says women are starting to vote in Afghanistan. That's progress. You know, and I'll get reelected if I'm pro America, pro freedom around the world, and maybe I can get some of those crazy purple-haired feminists to vote for me, even though I'm a Republican, because I'm pro this. You know.
1: All right. Well, I think, well, we'll I I the, think everything.
0: Stop. I think a lot of this just boils down to career preservation.
1: Sure. Well, I I want to go down the sort of neocons then. So, what is it about our culture that produces politicians that think that 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 is what the American people want. Because decidedly, I would say over the last 20 years, we've become less and less warmongers, at least the neocon. Well, the yeah, because, because
0: these wars were so terrible. and And when you compare them to a war like Vietnam, the death numbers are lower. But if you look at medical technology, the wounds are just as bad.
1: So why we're are just,
0: you know, the wounded amounts are still pretty high. No one really knows the number of wounded
1: in Iraq. Why are neocons still pushing it then? If we're going to send just stay on the neocon route. Don't go down the, the, yeah, the yeah, neocon
0: I'm just saying, um, I think, uh, I think there's like a sense of nostalgia to where people look back and they're like, man, we kicked the shit out of the Japanese and look at how great their country is. And they love us or same thing with Germany, or any of these countries around the world where we've like helped them get their freedom, you know, like countries like, or places like Guam or these other places that we've liberated from the Japanese, and they're all so happy. And I think that there's a certain amount of, like people want that. People want, just like you and me, we wanted the big battle, you know, we wanted the glory. We wanted to feel like we did something and i think that as a politician a lot of them the neocons are like you know wouldn't it be great if if i could say that i voted for the iraq war and then and then there's a freaking disney world in iraq that i could go to or that my grandkids can go to or you know like i think yeah. that there's a, I think there's just a yeah. certain sense of like out of touchness where for so people, but here's the know, problem so-
1: rexin is that we're getting off into the weeds, but I think it's an important point is that uh the the election of Donald Trump has made it a, just like a, a line in the sand going, No, we're not gonna do these forever wars anymore. Yeah. So why hasn't the rest of the, the Republican base well not the base, the your the Republican establishment jumped on board with that that well, notion? so it seems pretty this,
0: yeah, this is so uh, this we're getting deep into politics here. But I think that there's the establishment on both sides of the aisle that basically want forever wars because they, the way they think, the way they vote, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're they're donors. They're everything. And that's why you have the outliers on both sides who are like, fuck this. Like, no, we don't want the war, you know, because there's, you got, was, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, right? She's the Democrat that was running against like Bernie and all them. Am I correct on that? Or, yeah, who basically was shit on by the Democrats because she didn't want to invade Syria, she didn't want to, you know, fight all these different wars all over the place. And it's there is a certain establishment of people that think that they know what's best, and they think that they can we can just use our technologically advanced weapons and our special forces to just create freedom around the world or whatever, you know. I don't, because I don't, yeah. I don't buy the whole, right. I just don't uh, buy the whole conspiracy where it's like, we got to keep the war going so that freaking Dick Cheney can continue to get rich or whatever. I do think that there was hey, some shisty shit with people getting rich hey, that shouldn't have.
1: Hey, Brexin, uh, stop, stop. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Rexton, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? First, Hello? Um, my battery's done on my camera. My battery is dying on my computer. Go no, grab your power cord. What are you doing? Give me a second. Alright. Well, I'm in I'm in my
0: uh I'm in my dungeon. Give me
1: a second here. Alright,
0: that's cool. Uh, I'll continue talking. <laughs> um What was the other thing? I but I do also think big time that the media has basically been told by the government or something that they basically perpetuated the lie and tried to make it seem like there's progress going or it's maybe just for numbers because they want to make it seem, you know, make people keep tuning in, make it seem like it's going to work out. So I don't know. Pause. Here it comes. So this is two episodes in a row that, uh, Montana has not planned properly to keep flowing. Well, I'd like to point that out. What are you cutting out? Nothing. I'm cutting nothing out. I just think it's simpler than you think. I just think it's more just like people are stupid, people don't have the balls to look at the president and say we're losing or, you know, look at the general well, and say now hey, listen, this listen, Bra- stupid. That's what I think.
1: Braxton. Braxton, what I'm saying is that the conspiracy theory and stuff is simpler than what you think it is, too. And they... Those things aren't mutually exclusive. What you're saying and true, that's true. The MIC, no, the military industrial complex. Because what you can do is just have you have these all these people, these neocons. Hold on, you have these neocons and these uh, globalist progressives who have these high ideals, and then you just have people that have making try to make money, use them. You know what I mean? Like. There had you don't have to. Not everyone has to be in on the conspiracy. It's just the nature. I mean, we we can get into like how society works, but we don't really want to go down that path all the way yet. No, because we're still talking about I mean, we're still talking about um <clears throat> why we're there. So like getting into the military industrial complex, we don't like that's that's a necessary point but we we'll let's finish off like why do you think why do you think leftist how leftist politicians still are pushing for this well
0: I think a lot of them are doing it just because Trump was against it. I think that these days. Um because all the same politicians were like anti war when when uh Bush wanted to go but then now we're there and we want to get out. And then all of a sudden they all like want it. That's how you know. So I guess that's one thing that makes me say hmm, is like in Syria, when you had the media, the right and the left, all agreeing that we should invade Syria and Trump said, no, which he actually did some shiesty shit where he said he's, he told all the, all he told Pelosi that they were gonna, that we were going to invade Syria. And then there was a hidden camera that caught her and, uh, Schumer like celebrating out in the parking lot, and then he's like, "Actually, I changed my mind, and we didn't." That's when he just like sent like a few cruise missiles to a air base that we told them to evacuate, so that we didn't kill anybody. I think we killed like one goat herder that wandered onto the field, but whatever. Um, so i I think it's just as simple as saying, "Screw Trump, we want to stay forever," and because like the way that we did the pullout, that's one of the big theories right now is that the reason we left Bagram first was because that was part of Trump's deal with the Taliban was to keep Bagram forever and basically make it into like a Gitmo because you know how Guantanamo Bay is like a war zone it's part of Cuba but we have it basically super well defended we were going to do that but with Bagram Air Base and then we were going to use that as a base of operations to go all around the region and whack fucking ISIS and not the Taliban, mm. but to whack different. Like, are you different saying?
1: Parties. Are you saying there's a conspiracy?
0: No, it's not a conspiracy. I'm saying that when uh, when Biden took over and basically took the plan for withdrawal and threw it out the window, and made it a point to leave Bagram the way that we did, there are people that think that it was a fuck you to Trump because the that's Taliban a, was a, cool with us staying there. They were like, "That's, yeah, a that's
1: retarded." That's retarded. But why would they? Uh, Why they I think the president's
0: not retarded right now. <laughs> do you, think, you think the generals that hated him? Because he basically put him on when he took over, he did. He called it, it just came out recently. Steve Bannon was talking about it. That he, he pulled all the generals in and he talked to them like how you and I are talking about the generals. He said, You guys are fucking losers. What are we doing? How do we win? What are you like, what are you occupying your time with? Which is something that you and I used to freak out about because it's like we're, we're getting forced to learn McMatt martial arts like in between patrols and like when, when there's outgoing artillery or outgoing fucking mortars. You know, it's like it's just so stupid. Yeah, so, stupid. Yeah. so then actually, that kind of goes into how we fought. That's the next bullet. So, how we fought was as if we took the pubs that were written for counterinsurgency from. Centuries of fighting insurgencies, which the Marine Corps has done, because a lot of people don't know that like ninety-five percent of the Marine Corps combat has been counterinsurgencies throughout South America, the Caribbean, the Philippines, like all over the place. So, uh, at, at Lebanon and like the fifties and China and all sorts of different. What's places. that fancy
1: word, Braxton? Asymmetrical warfare.
0: Yeah, basically, and, like, it's like they took everything we learned from all those wars and just decided to do the complete opposite. Like, you have to have overlapping areas of responsibility. And this is where our first pump, I think we actually did do a pretty good job. Because, like, the city, we actually overlapped with Echo a little bit to the north. Like, there was the river, so we couldn't really overlap with Fox Company on the other side of the river. But we did our best, you know, and we actually flooded the streets with dudes like you have to do. But for us, it was like we were just out there alone where they had to airdrop our supplies to Mm -hmm. us with parachutes. And they expected us to change the culture around, you know, change anything around there or even even dislodge the Taliban Mm -hmm. from like 800 feet or 800 yards in front of our posts.
1: You know what else I find interesting about Iraq? There's a difference between them and Afghanistan, maybe. And I don't know much about the Afghanistan population as much anyway. Just the big stuff, but we had people that spoke English and then were Western yes, trained.
0: Yes, yes. Right. Or just Western educated, like the the lady that went to Ohio State. It was just like some. House the lady wife. that went to
1: Cambridge. Yeah, she went to Cambridge just, or Oxford. Or-
0: yeah, they're just like some Iraqi dude's wife, and they're like Ivy League educated or or Big Ten educated. <laughs> like, well, yeah. like yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, Afghanistan is not like that. At least from, you know, from what I've gathered from the little bit of time with the civilians that I got. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: The, the fighting thing, that I mean, this always brings me back to why we're there, because I think, I mean, as much as I would like to shit on the generals, like, if the point of the war is to actually if it's actually to beat the Taliban and change the culture, then like you said, you would need 10 million people on, on boots on the ground. Yeah. The, uh, the generals cannot be that stupid. These are high IQ people. They may be well, misguided. But they're, well, high, that's, they're see, definitely well, intelligent.
0: Well, that's, see, that's where my my father and I just go head-to-head, because head, he was obviously an officer and I wasn't. And he's like, you're just jealous, and you know, you Lance Corporals are all just assholes, and blah, 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 which I got the sergeant asshole, which we are, yeah. but uh, we um, but there is there's something to that, and that's why I think it's more cowardice, and I think it's basically like, yeah, the general looks around, but I actually so
1: what, how is cowardice a, what, how, that doesn't make sense? What are they afraid of? What losing are they afraid their job,
0: of? losing their job. Why Getting would they down Marine job? Because if they if a general went to the president. Maybe not Trump, but if a if a general went to Bush or Obama and said, "Sir, your plan isn't working. This is terrible," which I guess there were reports because there's the not the Pentagon. yeah the Pentagon papers, right, or whatever. Those are old. old. No, there's a there's a equivalent. A set,
1: there's a new set of Pentagon papers. that
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a set for Afghanistan where where it's basically like. We're not, you know, we accidentally killed 100,000 civilians this this month. Like, just crazy numbers and, like, how many people were actually getting wounded and killed. And it's, I guess it was kind of spoken that it was not going as well as people thought. But.
1: So these two things are related, though, like, how we fought. Like, if we tell stories about what we did. Like, do you remember the time? So we, and this goes into my, my schizophrenic, like, schizoid Conspiracy theory stuff. We had that guy flying a Blackhawk. He lands, stays the night with us. Not a black hawk, he in a little bird. Dan, he flies in on a little bird, stays the night with us. The next night we drive him out to the place where we couldn't go unless
0: Yeah. Like if we No, we like we like walked right (laughs) into the enemy bunker system.
1: Yes. Which we could never get to because they would just light us up. And then he walked in by himself with like a suitcase or something and walked out with a bag, like a grocery bag or something. And it was a different container. And then we drove him back. He got on his little bird with his little cretin handler. Yeah. Little fat guy that looked very menacing, by the way. If you you could look, like, there's a character of, like, a... Yeah, he's he's,
0: he's the handler. uh, He he reminded me of the dude at the beginning of... uh... Of Apocalypse Now, who's like yeah, yeah, exactly, but fatter with extreme. Just he's just he like gives him a cigarette,
1: just like a nameless G man that just shows up, you know.
0: That's sketch. There's and I think I think that it's like okay, we lost the shit out of Vietnam, and that was like the CIA's war. So let's do that again. So there, and also that's the other thing is I think the CIA running shit is when an when an organization becomes large enough. It starts acting just in self-preservation, instead of being like, "Does this actually help America?" No, it just you know, but it makes the CIA probably need more funding and more power. So, and,
1: and that's why the thing I, is that that's been the public consciousness since like the '70s, and it hasn't changed; it's only gotten worse. So when, that's why I get conspiratorial. like these people are covering each other's backs for some reason, some for some way. Now I can go down how create what I think might be happening, but. I mean, that's not neither here nor there. I want to hear, like, why does the CIA have so much influence over what we do? And how come we haven't stopped it? What's going on with this deep state?
0: No, I like, so I am anti CIA. I, I do well. That's I think that's depending on where you are in politics and if you're happy on the last president or not. That was a big thing. It was like, hey, CIA, the fifth pillar, or whatever you called them. Which is like the correct term. And it's like, what are we doing around the world? Who's in charge? What's going on? You know, and I I don't trust the CIA at all. I think that if it's if it has to do with the defense of our nation, then it should fall under the Department of Defense and it should be very transparent. Now obviously,
1: are they any more transparent really? I mean, how many people know that we had like there are governors that we had, we had there were literally just like warlords that we gave a shit ton of money to.
0: Yeah, but that's they just, found like that's irrelevant. That's just how those people are.
1: Yeah, but that's not how you're gonna you're not gonna bring in Jeffersonian Republican.
0: Oh no, that's in the, yeah, I think that liberal that was,
1: democracy about that way.
0: And maybe we were people thought that we were just gonna be there for like fifty years or whatever, and maybe in fifty <laughs> years they would, I don't know. But I, I don't trust the CIA at all. I don't know which side they're on. I think it's kind of a stupid thing to think against this enemy that we're going to get valuable intel anyways. Because like, ooh, CIA figured out where freaking Osama bin Laden is. Oh, wow. Okay, let's send dudes on a super dangerous mission where they're allowed to murder all the people, including women and children. Then they do that. And then it's like, well, did did we win? No, it's completely pointless. What yeah. would have been better is taking a B fifty two and just leveling a whole fucking valley. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we didn't Make, like this maybe. surgical, this this intel gathering surgical bullshit is like, in my mind, pointless against this enemy. Because what are we going to learn? Well, this oh, he's a talking about some of the like dude. all of his friends. Like, yeah, they all are. They're all against that. Just us. goes back like, into
1: my my conspiratorial brain. Like, a bunch of those Navy SEALs end up dying in a helicopter crash later, and we just dumped. Osama bin Laden's body in the ocean, which makes no sense. Like none of this makes sense. Well, I it just, heard, it just yeah. getting muddier and muddier.
0: But they didn't want like, it to I, be like a shrine, because if they would have buried him somewhere, then everyone like it could have been like a. I don't know. That's what they said. Which makes sense. You they, don't want to. You don't want to give them like a martyr that they can go be like goes like George Washington's grave. You know. You can go to that. So just dump him in the ocean. Yeah, fuck you didn't want to work. bring them back? We should have just fed them in the dogs, huh. or, the, or the rats in New York City.
1: Hmm.
0: I would have been about that. No, I don't know, man. The reason we we will never know the reason why we were there. What we can know is that people were lying, and that helped perpetuate the war. That the people <laughs> that were reporting to the president throughout the years all 20 years we're lying to him and we finally got a president love him hate him whatever who just wanted to get the hell out because it's like look around we have nothing to gain from this place there's nothing to gain from Afghanistan at all lithium but we have lithium here in different places if we just told the EPA to shut the
1: fuck up I don't think think that the opium thing is anecdotal not, in my mind.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the numbers are... Because remember that we only had forces in, like, we didn't have very many people there. Like, when you and I were there, I think there was, like, five or six Marine battalions for the whole southern, like, quarter or half of Afghanistan. (laughs) We had supporting
1: supporting arms for the Afghani army.
0: Supporting arms for the Afghani army.
1: So if the Afghanis were in trouble, we could quick reaction force, fucking helicopters, Marines, soldiers, helicopter, or jets, like.
0: No, I think the opium thing lines. is we we turned a blind eye on it because that was their only source of income. And I mean, look, you were there. That's, like, what the hell? How the hell is they going to make money in that place?
1: <clears throat> yeah, but here's, so here's my line of logic here is that one, we hadn't perfected synthetic opioids yet. And our pharmaceutical companies needed it.
0: We've no no pharmaceutical companies use natural heroin.
1: That's not true.
0: That's like they all use synthetic opium.
1: No, that's not true, buddy.
0: Yes, yes they do.
1: Now they do. (laughs) That's why since since
0: you and I've been alive, I think.
1: No, no, they've used actual opium. Now they they have had the ability to do synthetic, but the mass production of. Of the opioids well i would say maybe for the
0: the world, but i think anything in america has always been synthetic
1: no they opioids. didn't they didn't have the technology to do it to, to mass produce it I and mean, you have to remember that the opioid epidemic happened while we were in country you know it started in the 2010s
0: true all my buddies <laughs> that died were either during the war or after like Yeah. high school that I know
1: then you also have to imagine well if Opium such, is a Schedule One drug, then that just fuels the drug war. If at 90% of it comes from Afghanistan and we're protecting it, and doesn't the state like power, they want to feed money into the government. Well, what's the, one of the branches of the government, the DEA? And they can use that as a pretext to take out a whole bunch of people. I mean, how many times have you heard people that are political dissidents, like militia groups and stuff, like, oh, they're also s- you, selling drugs. You can just use the DAA to leverage stuff when they're not breaking ATF rules or something. So, we're just,
0: I don't know. I think, I, mean, I don't know.
1: I think I'm getting, I'm getting into the weeds here, I know, but if yeah. you just, if you just do the research on the amount of spending we've, we put into, like, law enforcement in this country, how that correlates with these wars that we've been fighting overseas, like, we, it seems like the more we spend overseas, the more we spend here on law enforcement, and the more powers that the government gets to enforce those laws that we place here. Mm,
0: I don't know. I think we are just natural. I think the natural progression is for the government to try to get more and more power, unless you have some sort of group within Congress or you know the president who really works hard to deregulate.
1: Well, I then let's do this just the from a non conspiratorial side. Let's say that it wasn't a natural. It wasn't the goal. That's fine. But it's a natural consequence.
0: Yeah, but I don't so, think and, the opium has anything to do with that, is what I'm saying. Because I don't okay, think well, was it might there. not, correctly. Yeah.
1: It might not. But that's just one more, that's just one brick in my conspiratorial wall. Like, there's a whole bunch of other things, like the fact that there was lithium, like the fact that we were state, like, Afghanistan's right next to Iran, and it's pretty close to China
0: and Russia. So, no, that's, that's that's definitely a thing, is that. A lot of people think it was just a a way to get a base in Manas in Kyrgyzstan. And
1: go back to the MIC. People make a lot of money that. Rich people make a lot of money doing that stuff.
0: And the the MIC?
1: The military industrial complex. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm not. You make uh,
1: a lot of money. I mean, Rexon.
0: Yeah, people make money. So, yeah, there's lobbyists who want perpetual war so they can sell the government bombs and stuff. I get that.
1: It's but not more than that, though. Braxton, go ahead and tell, retell the story of when you went to uh, Kabul in Iraq. Not Kabul. Um, what the hell is that city up like, you know,
0: Bag, uh, Mosul.
1: Mosul. Tell them about all the crap they had in Mosul. That's I, I billions of dollars worth on, of stuff. I've
0: talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. No, all right, I'm
1: gonna step away for a second, but I want you to talk about that and think about that for a little bit.
0: No, no, I in got seriously. you. Like, I got you. It's just that. I think that that, again, is just Pogues and the generals wanting to make it as like, like the quote from Apocalypse Now, the more they try to make it like home, the more everybody missed home. I think that they basically were like, you know, it's terrible that our Marines and our soldiers have to fight this war, but let's really make sure that they have a comfortable time doing it. But what they didn't realize is that that's just the rear echelon motherfuckers getting all that shit, and us were we were up there on our first deployment, and I would argue our third deployment, we didn't have any of those creature comforts,
1: and I didn't want I didn't, them anyway.
0: I didn't either because it's pretty kind of sleepless. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's again, that's how we. One of the reasons I think that we never really did anything was we should have had bases should have not had any of that stuff, and we could have cut down on the amount of dumb. Like pogue motherfuckers that we had. Like, if you're in a war, it should feel like you're in a war. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be freaking in your air conditioned can.
1: Who's that German soldier looking at horses to
0: buy with your wife? And then you know, go on a mission to kill some Taliban dude.
1: Who's that? Who's that German? He's an old soldier. He's pretty problematic. Ernst Younger? No, not.
0: Who what do you write? All Ooh. spy on the Western Front?
1: No, oh, no, no. I can't remember. Well, I no, it wasn't well Rom with that too. These guys are people with warrior spirits and that's why they had this like did so well being such a one country was having like a culture of of like war fighting.
0: You know? Oh yeah, no, we we <laughs> did a really we really tried so I actually think that to talking about the military as a whole. I think that there's this weird societal hatred for like Marine riflemen or like army, you know, SF or stuff. I think that a movie like deer Hunter kind of tries to touch on it or maybe even jarhead, maybe not. Jarhead, but I think that there's this weird, like the have nots hate the haves, which I think spreads over when you try to get rid of, You know, you basically try to instill socialism because you don't like that some people are rich and some people aren't. I think it kind of goes into the Marine Corps. We had these woke generals in the Marine Corps and the Army who were like, you know, every Marine's a rifleman, which, yeah, that's what the poster says, but it's not fucking true. So then I think that there's been all these, like, programs and stuff, and like the Navy. Like, the Navy started wearing camis so that they actually felt like they were in the military. You know, it's like, so we try to make the military... Even though they, like, were,
1: they were blue, and yeah, they found ocean... Yeah, they're fucking blue,
0: Like, th- I think that that's a, that was an idea that happened. It was like, I think, you know, the Lioness program is a perfect example of that. These female Marines, they could really make a difference, even though there's no evidence that they helped anybody. Yeah. And in fact, they yeah. probably got... Hundreds or thousands of women killed. Now, I think having women, so in the military evacuation of Kabul airport, having women there was a good tactical idea. One got killed, unfortunately, because if you have women who are in line in this massive crowd, and then they're going to all of a sudden like cause a bottleneck because they're not going to let a man search them, having a woman there is good. But this idea that like a woman – you go into a village and the woman Marine can go and talk to like the women and that that has any positive effect at all.
1: You're still Western. So you're just,
0: yeah, you're so Western and you're so not in touch. And I would argue that you're fucking lying and that you are that you have a weird hatred for grunts. Like right. our first version <clears> of <throat> Iraq the first time. When, they, so when the females the were on the patrol and they got in a firefight and he said, write them up medals. And then Staff Sergeant Tardiff said no oh, yeah, they when, they, didn't when do they were crying.
1: When yeah, they, were they were crying, hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Anyway, so that reminds me this makes me think of something. And um I have to go soon, so I just want to say it and maybe and I I, I want you to like keep on going, like say whatever you want without me. Because I think you have a lot more to, to, to talk, like to work out. Like you have
0: yeah, you have I'm pretty this
1: stuff. So But anyway, I, this makes me think of like what I think it is, is a battle of, like, ult- maybe ultimately of, without, like, just God-Eyes view, like, an alien view of, like, a dying culture versus one that hasn't changed since the Bronze Age. And, like, battling those... I hope those. you're fucking wrong. I hope you're wrong. I, I think just, I'm right, unfortunately. This yeah, dying culture is trying I to... I think
0: you're right, too, but... I
1: just think... Trying I think, to like, I think... have a foothold, still. In the world.
0: Yeah, but I think that's failing. But I think one of the big problems is this social, this uh, like moral, you probably know the word more than me, this like moral superiority that people feel when they say racism's wrong or whatever. There's a word for that. Social justice warriors, whatever.
1: What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but moral superiority is pretty good.
0: Virtue signaling. Virtue, yeah, thing. virtue, I think mm-hmm. that basically you have a general who's like, wouldn't it be great if women could do all the same things that men could do in the Marines? And then they feel good about themselves. And then it's the same kind of feeling had it they for say,
1: every situation. Had it. Just do that. Never yeah, s- but for
0: everything. Yes. Like, yeah. like these dumb grunts, they're animals. They get drunk. They fight. They're always getting in trouble. You know, they're banging chicks and causing problems and all this stuff. Like, I think that there is like a weird... Sort of like, like uh, hive mind dislike for them for us.
1: Well, and that that comes from our culture, though, and what's yeah. gone wrong here, which yeah, is it's like, which I think is intrinsically, inextricably linked to w- why we lost the war and why we were there in the first place. Is are the is the backwardsness and the crumbling, the degenerating of our of our culture there, and so. Afghanistan and our culture are are they're one thing together like no
0: well, I agree it's all connected yeah. it has to it's do connected. with it has to do with like the communist indoctrination of our children in colleges and in school it has to do with the communist indoctrination in of our officer corps of the military there's that too, and I would but argue there's a now, bunch
1: of stuff too. Yeah.
0: and the there's, weird like sexual, the transgenderism and stuff that's being forced on our young our young soldiers well, and Marines. I would
1: also argue our standard of living, our creature comforts, our our uh, our incessant need for you know material.
0: Oh yeah, um, it's all connected. We gotta um, get back to like how we felt in the early nineteen hundreds. <laughs> In certain ways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not in every way. There's obviously... Maybe we can talk about that later.
1: I have to go, Brandon. Yeah, Maybe we can talk about that later, all right? All
0: right, hey, that's part two. We'll probably do a part three, and that'll be it for Afghanistan, and then we'll get back to telling stories. But uh, thanks for listening if you made it this far. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye.